I came that they may have life and have it among them. Let the word go forth from this time and place to friend and foe alike that the torch has been passed to a new generation of Americans. We're going to win by being the people that other people want to be around. Society wants guys who have an answer, guys who are committed, men who have a plan to make things better and go out and do it. You are listening to Night Vision. Hello and welcome to Night Vision, a multi-platform audio magazine presented by the Indiana State Council of the Knights of Columbus designed to enrich, enlighten, educate, and entertain. A century of service, a century of giving, a century of caring. When we come back, we'll introduce you to the folks at Jabal Children's Services. Don't go away. It's one thing to say who you are. It's another to live it, to put your values into action. That's what we do at Knights of Columbus. We are Catholic men building a bridge back to faith. There is much work to be done in this world, good work, necessary work, and that's what the Knights do every day. That's who we are. Find your local council today and sign up to be part of our mission. Our recruitment drive is in full swing. For information, visit kfc.org forward slash join us. Thank God if there's magic for why. Hey, welcome to a very special edition of Night Vision. Today we're doing something a little bit different. We're mixing things up a bit. We're going to present something that we haven't uh, quite done before. Jabal Children's Services uh, was founded in 1921 by the Indiana Knights of Columbus as a home for wayward boys and over the years is involved to something much more and to help meet the needs of at-risk youth uh, everywhere. Today, Jabalt has provided uh, life-changing opportunities for over 10,000 children and their families. And as Jabalt Services prepares to celebrate 100 years of service, wow, can you believe it, 100 years, we thought that we'd give you a preview of the festivities, some of the history and some insight that goes along with it, because Jabalt is a name that is known across the state and uh, some of the bordering states as well. And uh, we wanted to, we got together today with uh, three of its key players. And if you go ahead and introduce yourself, so Michelle, we'll start with you first. Yes, my name is Michelle Madley, and I am Jabalt Children's Services President and CEO. Okay, uh, Keith. Hi, I'm Keith Madley. I'm Director of Marketing and Community Relations. There you go. And the best for last, Melissa. Hi, Bob. Thank you hey. for this wonderful opportunity to share with your listeners the mission of Jabalt and about some exciting events we have coming up. I yeah. am Melissa Lee, and I have served as the Director of Fund Development for the past two years. Although this has been a challenging position due to COVID-19, I have very much enjoyed meeting nights from around the state, and I look forward to sharing um, with your listeners about an upcoming event, our centennial celebration on October 9th, later in the show. All right. Sounds good. Uh, Melissa Reed, by the way, I stepped on her name when she was giving it because I didn't know she was going to do a whole spiel there. So, <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, okay, good. Um, now, uh, there are a lot of folks listening who perhaps are unfamiliar with Jabalt or maybe they've heard the name Jabalt. Um, can you give a quick overview of this, the facility, the services you guys provide and uh, who it is you serve? 
Sure, I would love to do that. Um, Jabold is a residential treatment facility for children, and we offer uh, trauma-informed treatment to children in our care. And the majority of our children come from around the state, and we have a few out-of-state placements as well. And um, the services that we offer consist of psychiatric residential treatment, pro-social adolescent specialized treatment, we have a specialized autism program, uh, general population for boys and girls. We have independent living services, outpatient services to our community. We have an adult sober living program for men. And we provide aftercare services uh, once a child is discharged from our organization. We have our own on-grounds accredited schools, so children can graduate from our Holy Cross High School with a Core 40 diploma. Uh, we have licensed master's level clinical therapists working with children as well as licensed teachers in our school. Uh, we do have a school and a clinical psychologist, a consulting psychiatrist, a consulting nurse practitioner. We have several LPNs and RNs that work in our uh, medical clinic. And we have numerous direct care staff, supervisors, client care managers. Um, and directors that work within our facility as well. And we do accept children from ages six to 21. I know some people think that 21 is an adult, but in our specialized autism program, children can go to school until they are 21 in that program. So um, we extended our age to that. We serve approximately 100 to 110 children at one time with um, 235 staff. Our census is down a little right now due to difficulty of getting staff, but normally when things are running well, it's between 100 and 110 children. Outstanding. Now, before we get to Keith, I know he's chomping at the bit there. Um, real quickly, uh, a question that I sometimes get is, uh, how, are the, how are the children vetted? How does a, a child, uh, I don't want to say meet the requirements, well, what are the re requirements yes. for a child to come to Jabal? So each program is a little different. However, the majority of our children are placed with us by the Department of Children's Services, the Department of Education, or probation. But in our locked psychiatric, it can be a parent placement with a um, physician signature. So the majority of our children do come from the Department of Children's Services. And then we also have um, our new program, which is our military TRICARE. And those children go into our locked psychiatric. And that's a different funding um, source as well. Now, before we get to Keith then, so as uh, Jabalt, as the model exists now, clearly has evolved from, from an earlier model, yes? Most definitely, yes. Um, from a programmatic standpoint, as well as now accepting both boys and girls, um, and really expanding from a uh, staffing and a um, professional standpoint, yes. So as I move to Keith, then it's it's not the same. It's not the same school it was in 1921 when it was founded. No, that is that is correct. And um, you know, I'd like to say, Bob, that I am the self-proclaimed historian here at Jabal Children's <laughs> Services. Um, I actually, um, through giving a tour five years ago when I started marketing with a a past alumni, um, he wanted to see pictures of himself and want to know if we had any, and, and we did, but. We didn't really have a centralized place to keep all of the, the pictures and memorabilia. So during that time, uh, my interest has just grown and grown because I've read through a lot of the old messengers, et cetera, and posting things on our social media. So, but as you mentioned earlier, that uh, yeah, there's been a, a major change through the years, but a lot of similarities. But Jabal actually was, was conceived the idea of um, 
was conceived in 1909 by the Indiana Knights of Columbus. And when they purchased the land from Fred B. Smith here in the Allendale Estate, the 360 acre uh, land, they had planned on opening it in 1916. Um, and that would have been, I believe, the 200 or the 100 year of Indiana statehood. But because of World War I, it pushed it back. So yes, 1921 was our opening day. Um, Michael J. Gorman uh, out of the Indianapolis Diocese um, was our first director at Jabal Children's Services. And another fun fact, uh, I love that term, another fun fact about Jabalt um, that I found in doing some research that we have a Babe Ruth autograph that was, um, it's outside actually uh, Michelle's office on a, on a piece of paper, but we found an old video. And if you go to www.jabalt.org, there is a history section at the very bottom of it. It's a video I found doing some Google searches and it is actually a silent newsreel of Jabalt's opening day in 1921 that wow. none of us on our campus had ever seen. So it's kind of a special find. Um, inside that there's um, Joseph Nuray, um, uh, state deputy at the time is holding up a Babe Ruth signed baseball for the crowd. And, it and I'm said, sorry, you know, where, spe where specifically is that located? So the next you, time. <laughs> Yeah, if you go to our web, if you go to our web page at www.jabalt.org, there is an about section. And when you go to that, you'll see there's also under that a tab, it says okay. history. And as you read through the history, the very, very, very bottom, there's a little play button and you can play the old, uh, it's okay. a silent newsreel from 1921. So you're going to make sure the next time I'm there that it's there when I get there and that it's still there when I leave. I'm just, I'm just giving you a heads that, up, so. Yes. Right. Yes, we definitely yeah. will. Uh, um, I so, noticed I, too bad people can't see the video. I'm sorry. Cause I just keep looking. You've got this knight in armor uh, with, with a, wearing a mask behind you. And that's not lost on me. I see, I see that. So maybe we'll post this video sometime where they can see the night behind you, but that's great. Actually, one of our, um, one of our supervisors out here at Jabalt found that at a garage sale and wanted to know if I would be interested in it. And I said, Oh, most definitely buy it. And we'll, we'll find somewhere for it. Um, that's perfect. So, but the, um, but when I was researching my Babe Ruth, he actually signed 500 baseballs in June of 1921 in Indianapolis. He was in Indianapolis at a Knights Council. Um, it didn't say which one, but he signed 500 baseball, all of the proceeds to go to Jabalt home. So that's kind of a neat story to share, the, the, to know that the home run king, um, who was yeah. an orphan, who became a Knights of Columbus, I believe. Yes. Signed all of those baseballs and sold them for ten to hundred dollars. So, um, and when they conceived the idea of Jabalt, yes, in 1921, um, when we opened our doors, it was for wayward Catholic boys. It was it was a place to kind of help them find find their right trail again, and, and giving them the resources and the guidance to make them better, not only young men but Catholic men. And then through time, uh, 1934. So as we move forward. Um, we, by 1934, we had two dormitories built on our campus, Chartrand, which was the junior's dorm, and Allerding, which is now called Holy Cross. It was built in 1926, so 1922, 1926, and then by 1934, we had our first Holy Cross brother became the director um, of Jabalt's campus, Rupert Port Portier. I believe I'm pronouncing that correct. Is that correct, Michelle? I believe it's French. Um, he became our first Holy Cross director. And so from 1934 to the mid 80s, it was the Holy Cross brothers 
um, from South Bend, Indiana that were our administration and our staff. And um, the majority of them lived in the Fred, uh, Fred B. Smith mansion. And they took over, they were the teachers, they were the groundskeepers, they were uh, the boxing coaches, they ran our farm. We had many barns on our campus. We had a dairy farm. We, the kids in the mornings would get up, some of them, if it was their honor job at one time, they had over 45 honor jobs on campus and they would work the farm as well, um, help serve the meals. And so that took us all the way to, through, through time, a lot of rich history. And, you know, obviously time doesn't permit me to go through all of it, but we did have one big era during the 1940s through probably 1958. And that was the Golden Glove boxing era. You'll see a lot of pictures and images. Um, all the kids had the box. It was part of their programming. Um, and then 1985 is when we renamed Holy Cross or Allerding Hall to Holy Cross Hall to honor the Holy Cross brothers who were our administration for all of those years. And that came to kind of a sad end, but also a fresh beginning. Because at that time, then lay staff took over running our campus and we started to receive a lot more state funding. Prior to that, we were getting kids from all around the state and Trey Stevens, who works with me, um, just compiled a lot of data, just gave me the final numbers, but I didn't know this, Michelle didn't know this because she's hearing it for the first time, but we, um, over the years, we had 863 kids that were placed with us from out of state. Wow. Um, wow. Now they're all pretty much from the 92 counties. Um, but during that time when the Holy Cross brothers were overseeing Jabalt, we started to take kids from all around. The, I mean, at one time we had 496 kids placed from Illinois. Um, so it was kind of interesting. Um, and to see now in 2001, we really moved forward. We started taking girls at Jabalt. So the name had to change to Jabalt Children's Service at, as opposed to we started out as Jabalt Home in 1921. Then at some point in time, it changed to Jabalt School for Boys. And then in 2001, it changed to Jabalt Children's Services. So at one point, it was kind of like um, um, Boys Town. That's yes. correct. Would a have been the next water. closest. Okay. That is correct. And Michelle has actually visited Boys Town and, and has a lot of neat uh, insight from going out there as well. So, um, well, and it's it, interesting, you know, that you've got the brothers from Holy Cross and South because they, we, we produce the show. We produce the show in South. In fact, I'm talking to you in South, South Bend, Indiana. And people, it's funny when I travel, people go, oh, where, are you about? where are you from? I go, yeah, South Bend. They go, where are you? Go, Notre Dame. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Now we know, yeah. Well, that thanks to uh, Pete Buttigieg. But other than that, yeah. But, uh, and that, that's another show. That's another show. But, uh, yes, yes, that is. Um, no, that's uh, uh, it, there, there's been a long history with the, with the Holy Cross, I know, and um, uh, uh, it's just a it's just a fascinating it's just a fascinating story that I I think uh, that people are will will get caught up in. Oh, I yeah, mean the, his, sure. the history the history that you guys have is is phenomenal. Well, and as of today, just so that you know, an update: we mm -hmm. have served ten thousand seven hundred and twenty three kids since inception in nineteen twenty one. So. That's phenomenal. And we're going to get back to how if people, uh, you know, people who are listening, I mean, clearly the Knights have been involved. Uh, the, you know, you are our, our number one charity. Um, but, uh, you know, you don't put a light under a bushel, right? I mean, we want people to know about uh, what, what 
great work uh, goes on uh, at Gibalt. And uh, we'll talk a little bit later about uh, how folks can help out, um, you know, to support uh, the, the great work uh, that, that goes on there. Uh, I'll get back to you, Keith, but real quickly, I'm looking at our time too. You guys have something uh, very special coming up here in, uh, in October. This is like a huge, I mean, milestone doesn't even begin to. Uh, and, and maybe you can start, tell, start off telling us about it, Keith, and then we transition to, to Melissa, because I know she's just waiting to tell folks all the, the great things that are coming up. Well, we, we, we're still in the planning um, process, but we've got a lot of fun things. We've been doing a lot of fun things uh, and celebrations for the last really two years, but more focused the last year. So it's just a lead up. We've been celebrating with our community, taking cookies around and save a dates and our staff have been doing things on campus. Michelle's done a wonderful job of doing little uh, drawings and different raffles for our staff that have been nominated or selected. And you you're know, celebrating and the, you're, so what are you celebrating? It's the- uh, so We're celebrating the hundred year, our centennial, but we're celebrating right. it all year. And we're celebrating with our community because we're not only part, you know, we're founded by the Knights, but we're etched in this community for a hundred years as well. So. I'll let Michelle and Melissa touch a little bit more specifics that day, but I just want everybody and our viewers to know that this is not only a one day event, this has been a celebration for quite some time. I mean, as of right now, I just now got another message. We have uh, over a hundred yard signs to put in yards. If anybody wants to put one in their yard, it says Jabalt's 100 year celebration. And our staff so far have taken 25 of those signs to put in their front yards. So now, so the celebration is gonna go on after October correct? Yes. yes. All right. So, well, well I was going to say, because then when I come down there, make sure that you get me one because I will more than gladly put like five or six of them in my front yard. So that uh, most definitely, most definitely I'll sign the neighbors. They'll be what the, what the heck is this stuff? Well, who is this? Yeah. So <laughs> who's, Jabal, who's, yeah, yeah, yeah. who's Jabal? What's he running for? So, um, well, they're heavily, heavily democratic here. And so to see people have, you know, 14 signs of their front yard one morning and they're gone the next is not unusual. So, um, so it's a, it's a big deal. It has been a big deal. And I know the nights of uh, we've been, uh, you know, celebrating all year long along with you guys. And, um, but uh, tell us about uh, some of the things that, uh, that uh, you've got planned. Some of the things that are, that are coming up. Uh, I know in, in October that you've got uh, um, because the Knights councils for people who don't know, every Knights council has a representative uh, who uh, uh, represents um, uh, Gibalt, and we have the 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 envoys, uh, and then they're referred to as envoys, and uh, they they keep uh, their councils up to date as to things that are going on, and uh, it's been a mission of the knights to to provide both uh, you know financial and material support for for the for the school, whether it's uh, school supplies, etc. And uh, we're certainly more than happy to do that. And um, this is just it's a, just a really exciting time for you guys. Oh, most definitely. Michelle, do you want to touch a little bit on that day or Melissa? Melissa. Hi. She, um, she's still here. I am still here and I'm so sorry you guys are missing the opportunity to see my face because this is an exciting um, opportunity. Um, I, so I do have a lot to share about um, our previously mentioned 36th annual Envoy Conference and Centennial Celebration, which will be held on our campus. The event will kick off with the opportunity for our knights, their ladies and families to join us as we celebrate 100 years, reflect on our history and discuss plans for the future of Gibalt. Doors will open at 10 a.m. that day. We strongly suggest guests don't arrive much earlier than that as our staff will be focused on those last minute details and preparations and won't be able to visit or be sidetracked. 
The dress code for the event is business casual. Registration will begin at 1030 and will occur in the Holy Cross Dining Hall. In previous years, we have started this event in the Convocation Center, so guests need to be aware of this change. It is also important to mention that our Holy Cross building is not wheelchair accessible as it has stairs and no elevator. The dining hall is located on the bottom floor, which is down one flight of stairs. During registration, guests can purchase 50-50 and basket raffle tickets and can visit with our staff and children. Lunch will begin at 11 a.m. A local business, Edibles Catering, will be providing individual boxed lunches for us to enjoy. After lunch, we will transition to the Guardian Angels Convocation Center. Here, we will hear from our CEO, Michelle Madley, Board Chair Paul Zielinski, and State Deputy Craig Hannison. The three of them will conduct a parade of checks. Keith Madley, our Director of Marketing and Community Relations, will give a brief history of Gibalt through our 100 years of service and we will draw for the 50-50 and basket raffle winners. The money generated from these raffles will go towards purchasing a drone to be used to increase security on our campus. The Envoy component of our event will conclude around 1.30 and we will directly be organized to take a group picture to capture this important collaboration between the Indiana Knights of Columbus and Gibalt Children's Services. The centennial celebration component will begin promptly at 2.15 in a large tent in our open rec area right outside of our Holy Cross building. We are expecting many guest speakers to be present, including a past client. Time capsules will be presented and a bench will be dedicated in honor of our great accomplishment. Attendees will then have an opportunity to view Gibalt memorabilia in our movie theater, and the Knights will host a tent with memorabilia from their museum. This will be a great chance to connect with our history and to learn how instrumental the Knights have been in our continued success. Merchandise will also be available for purchase. Our very special day will conclude with Mass brought to us by Archbishop Charles C. Thompson. So just um, to kind of end this, a few things to note if people plan to attend. Um, registration is a must, so please direct any late registrations or questions to me via email at melissa.read at jabalt.org. If you want to stay in a hotel or if you need overnight accommodations, you will have to make those on your own. I can provide a list of area hotels for those that might be interested. We will not be hosting dinner or a hospitality room this year. The event is scheduled to conclude around 5.30 after mass. And we really just look forward to seeing everyone October 9th and celebrating this wonderful accomplishment. Yeah, and I would encourage anyone who uh, who is if, if they've never had an opportunity to to visit the campus, it's 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 
I think people have preconceived notions when you hear Gibalt Children's Services, you know, and again, they think of Mickey Rooney and Boys Town and, you know, this is what it's going to be. And it is such a cool experience. Uh, and the, the, the first time I, I was sold, I think, like so many other people, the first time you go and, and you uh, when you do have the opportunity, uh, if it's uh, available to participate in uh, with, with anything in, with the kids, it's it's a phenomenal experience. And there's such there's such great uh, kids and they're they're. Um, they're appreciative and uh, they, they, they're fully aware of uh, the involvement of the Knights of Columbus. Um, all right. So let's say uh, there are folks who are listening, you know, they, they can't make it to the event or they, they don't plan on coming to the event. There are so many different ways that, uh, but that they can help support the school and uh, either I'm just going to toss it out there to anybody who wants to, how, how can people support you guys? You want to take this, Melissa? Okay, <laughs> I'm prepared to. I didn't know if, yes. if just jump in with both feet. <laughs> okay, so there are many ways to support Jabal through time, talent, and treasures. Uh, financial contributions are easy to make by visiting our website or by calling me at 812-298-3030. Uh, hosting a fundraising event such as a golf tournament, bingo night, cornhole tournament, or hygiene project drive is a popular way Indiana Knights of Columbus councils support our mission. Like Bob said, visiting our campus to learn more can help when sharing our mission with others. When you show passion for providing life-changing opportunities to the most vulnerable children in Indiana, others become excited to support us too. That can uh, look like hosting a luncheon or a special event on our campus it is an absolute heartwarming experience to come and visit with our kids. One you won't soon forget. Our children love engaging with our nights and we look forward to seeing them several times a year. Outstanding, outstanding. Uh, anything else, anybody have anything that uh, they wanna share? Is there anything that I, I missed? Anything that uh, people need to know before the big event? No, I was going to just say, um, follow us. You know, if you if you're a Facebooker, um, we do like to share a lot of information about what's going on our campus. So that brings a lot more awareness. Uh, we have over 4000 followers now and, and not that everybody believes in Facebook or follows it. But in our little world, it's nice for every follower we have is one more person that has a better understanding of what we're all about that can maybe share that in whatever county they're from. So we do a lot of testimonials of former kids and former staff, and it's just a better way of having an understanding of what we do if you can't visit. And if you do visit, you can always call me as well. Um, Keith Madley out of Gibalt. I like to help out with the tours. So um, between Melissa and myself, we would love to give you a tour. Outstanding. Uh, Hey, I tell you what, guys, uh, man, we couldn't time this any better. It looks like, uh, you, you know, I'm looking at the clock here and, um, you know, our time is up. And I want to thank you guys so much, Michelle, Keith, Melissa. I want to thank you for joining me today. I know you guys are incredibly busy. You got a lot of plans to finalize and things to get done just to keep up the good work. And I want to thank you guys for all the great and meaningful work you do at Travolt. Thank, thank you, Bob. You for Thanks for us. the opportunity. Yes, thank you very much for having us. Thank God for kids, there's magic. is a child
When you get down on your knees tonight And thank the Lord for his guiding light Pray they turn out right Thank God for kids Thank God for kids Night Vision is a presentation of the Indiana State Council of the Knights of Columbus and Catholic Radio Indy. Contributors for this episode include Scott Schutte, Walt Pahan, and Bob Zielinski. Night Vision is produced by Z Media Studios in South Bend, Indiana.